What's up, y'all? It's good to be back. This is season three, episode one. And I can't tell you how very excited I am about all the things that we have in store for you this season. Starting with the challenge. This season, I told every guest I had that I wanted them to pick a movie with one goal in mind making the top 10 list at the end of the season. Now, I'm not going to reveal which movies made it, which ones did it until the very end, but I can assure you it resulted in a lot of great picks this season, starting with this one right here. But before we get into that, make sure you follow us on all the social medias, subscribe to our YouTube so that you don't miss out on what we got going on. Okay, now, today's show is 1997's The Pest, starring John Leguizamo, and my guest is my dear, dear friend, uh, Patty Como. So without further ado, on with the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. You know, I wanted to ask you a long time ago, but I didn't think you would do it. So thank you for agreeing. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) So season three is a little different where I challenge all my guests this season to try to pick a movie that they think is going to wind up on the top 10, meaning best movies of the podcast. Um, With that direction, you chose 1997's comedy, The Pest, starring John Leguizamo uh, from Moulin Rouge, Romeo and Juliet, Spawn, Ice Age, Jeffrey Jones from How High, Sleepy Hollow, Stay Tuned, one of my favorite movies, Uh, Who's Harry Crumb, another one of my favorite movies, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So some big names in this movie. Why did you pick The Pest, starring John Leguizamo? This is literally one of my favorite movies of all times. It is goddamn hilarious. I know you laughed the entire time, and you have like just memorized hilarious scenes that will never leave your head. Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Yes. How old are you? Ooh, I don't know. I was like friends with Jamie Fairbaugh. I was in an apartment. 13? I don't know. So probably close to when it first came out or within a couple of years of when it first came out. Probably. And in, you instant, fell in love with it instantly? Immediately. In the introduction alone, the first two minutes is probably some of the best entire movie. Yeah. So it opens up with him doing a rap in the shower. Yes. Uh, this is an adaptation of Rapper's Delight from Sugar Hill Gang. It is one of the most incoherent, racist things I've ever witnessed in my life. He pretends to be Asian. He pretends to be... Uh, Dracula. Yeah, Dracula. Like, it's just... it's And it goes on way too long. It's like a yeah. five or six minute rendition. I disagree. It's not way too long. <laughs> when was the last time you watched this movie all the way through? All the way through? I'm... I'm- it's upsetting because you have to like download it on Amazon prime. You think it would just be sitting there on Netflix or something. They should be, they should be paying you to watch this movie. The fact that you eh, to- I wouldn't go that far, but I should definitely have easier access to it. I mean, I could probably go to the library and get like a VHS. That's true. That's true. The whole Amazon prime thing is a little obnoxious. I've actually tried to watch it multiple times in the past year. How do you not have this on DVD or Blu-ray? I did have it on DVD, but I've moved a couple times in the past years and I've lost it. I'm very upset about it. That's a, that's a Christmas gift for all your Christmas friends that are listening. Coming, yes. Um, so let's run through the stats real quick before we start going into the plot. This movie's released on February 7th, 1997. It has an 84 minute runtime. That's one hour and 24 minutes. 
Uh, budget is $8 million, which is interesting. We'll get into why, why, why that's interesting and what that means in a second. Box office, it does $3.6 million, which is less than half its budget. This is, by all, by all definitions, a flop in the sense that it did not you know, get mo- earn money. In fact, it's pulled from theaters after one week, which what? I've never heard of happening before. Apparently, it opened to 1.8 and apparently did so poorly in the reviews that it was pulled from theaters. Um, Production is done by the Bubble Factory and TriStar Pictures. Now, this is distributed by Sony Pictures. And the reason why I want to talk about that real quick is because there's not much that I could find on this movie. Um, Based on its short-lived time in the theaters, this is not a project that John Leguizamo likes to talk about anymore. And we'll get into why in a second as well. It's got a lot of big names in the movie. Um, so Freddie Rodriguez is in it. He plays one of John Leguizamo's buddies. He's also been in Planet Terror. He's been in Six Feet Under. He's been on Bull, that show Bull. Um, so he's, he's one of those faces that you'd recognize, even if you don't recognize the name. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Jones, we'll get into that whole story in a second. And then uh, Joe Morton, who is, plays Mr. Kent. He's probably most memorable as the main scientist in Terminator 2. I don't know if you remember that. And then obviously, Aries Spears plays the other buddy. Um, I believe he passed away, but I could be wrong. So don't quote me on that. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think about the other faces in the movie? Anybody that you recognized? No, that one mob guy who's trying to kill him the whole time. The older guy. Jeffrey Jones. You have the one with the red hair, the German. His nose is kind of long. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know him from other movies, but I don't know. Every time I see him or John, that's all I think about is the past. So do you have you seen you've seen John Leguizamo in other things since this movie? I have, but I can't ever put it past me that he's the past. Right, because the other movies he's been in, like I mentioned, are like pretty big blockbusters moulin yeah. rouge romeo and juliet spawn he's the voice of the sloth and ice age very distinct voice yes he's done a lot of one-man shows on broadway but nothing to this degree of stupidity which i think is a very appropriate word this this yeah. movie's comedy is like stupid comedy yeah um so what was interesting about the whole Sony Pictures thing that I wanted to get into was John Leguizamo at the time is actually under contract with Universal Studios. Uh, and this is kind of what celebrities do when they start coming up is they make a production company that is essentially their production company. It's the company that's going to do all their movies. And then that production company signs a contract with a major studio. So John Leguizamo was not in contract with Universal Studios. His production company, the Bubble Factory was. And part of that contract was that the bubble factory could shop around scripts that had budgets of under $10 million, so long as Universal passed on them first. So John Leguizamo, via the bubble factory, brings Universal the script to the past under $10 million. Universal says, listen, we're not interested. So they go to Sony Pictures and release this movie under Sony Pictures. Um, I, I mean, I guess in retrospect, probably a good thing on Universal's part, passing on the movie. I know you don't agree because you, you like this movie. No, I feel like everything you're saying is just so very I'm not, negative. No, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be negative because there are parts of this movie that we will talk about that I like. What what the movie John Leguizamo has a very distinct comedy sense. Mm-hmm. He is 
Robin Williams-esque, very loud, in-your-face, crazy, manic. And I feel like if you like that comedy style, you like this movie. Um, it's a little off-putting to me. I couldn't, I got too much anxiety. I can't watch someone really? moving around too much. So you, the opening scene you said you like, the opening rap scene. Yes. Then it goes into a little bit about John. So did you, do you know who, like what John's nationality is? In the movie or in real life? It, both. I mean, does he doesn't really say in the movie, does he? He's got to be some sort of Hispanic. Right. That's what I was kind of thinking, too. Yeah. He's got. So uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, he says that his paternal grandfather was Italian and Puerto Rican and his maternal grandmother was Lebanese. He was born in Colombia, although he's a U.S. citizen and has always described himself as a mestizo which is apparently is a racial classification used to refer to a person of combined European and indigenous Latin American ancestry. Okay. Wow. So That's he's a lot cool. of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, he did a, he did an interview on YouTube called the conversation with John Leguizamo, where he talks a lot about his passion behind the Latin community and getting more um, Latin and Puerto Rican representation in movies and stuff. So that's, that's, cool and watching his passion in that it's kind of funny to see him in a role like this which is completely the other end of that so talk talk to me about what you like about the movie um i guess all the things that you say are terrible i love no not at all i'm not saying the movie's terrible i'm not saying the movie's <laughs> terrible at all i didn't i never knew the ratings were that bad i just i didn't really like research it like you did um it just makes me laugh like the entire the entire movie i just I know it is stupid. It's absolutely stupid. I think that's what I love about it. But it's so stupid you can't help but laugh. Do, how many times do you think you've seen this movie? Oh, at least fifteen times. Wow, that's at least. that's crazy. Yeah, I, I can. I can. How many movies do you think this brings up a good debate? And I, want, I should start polling people. How often do you rewatch movies? Never. In fact, I hate it. I feel like it's I feel like it's wasting my time because there's be so much content. I've out already there. seen that. Like me and my husband, I'll be talking about a really good movie. I'm like, have you ever seen it? And he's like, no, I'm like, oh, next time I'm at work and you're home alone, you should watch it because I don't <laughs> want to watch it again. But it's a really good movie. <laughs> so but the past I will rewatch. How many movies do you think you've seen more than once? Um, I don't know. I'd have to include like children's movies. I have no choice to watch Shrek like a hundred times. Yeah, That's true. Like if it's, if it's on my choice, maybe, maybe five, six movies. Wow. Not, See, I've seen movies. more than that. Like I, my, my list of classics I have to watch repeatedly is probably in the 20 range, but I'm with you on the philosophy of, I don't want to rewatch movies. Like if it's good, I'll say it's good, but I don't need to revisit it. So Anyway, um, the movie's based on a classic 1924 Robert Connell short story, The Most Dangerous Game, about hunting humans. The tagline for the film, what kind of freakazoid would let somebody hunt him just to collect $50,000? Next question. Right. Movies rated PG-13 for crude, sexual, I don't even know that word, and ethnic humor. Um, so this is also, it's a good point. This is the 1997. This is before uh, Me Too. This is before cancer, cancel mm -hmm. culture, not cancer cu culture. Mm -hmm. um, this is really at the height of nothing's offensive. Like, yeah. no, like 
you can do say whatever you want, which is probably yeah. why he's distancing himself from this movie nowadays, because some of these jokes are really offensive, but only if you're offended by them. And I'm not. Well, there's a ton of movies and probably a ton of celebrities who feel the same way. Like what yeah. was acceptable and hilarious back then is completely unacceptable now. Yeah. And I, I mean, there are certain situations, like, I don't know how you feel about, about the whole movement, but there are certain situations where I, I agree and certain ones where I'm like, all right, we're being a little too snowflakey here. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I had never seen this movie, which bothered me because I've been friends with you for a long time and you've never once recommended nor watched this movie with me. So, you know, we'll just. It's never come up. That's literally every time anyone asks me, what's like, what's your favorite movie? The past and major pain. Without a doubt. I don't major ever Pain's have to think one. about it. Yeah. Yes. Another one I will rewatch. Just watched it two days ago. Did you really? Yeah, it's on Netflix. I was going to say, was it on TV or something? It was not, on Netflix. You're not seeking that movie out to watch it. No, I mean, maybe I was thinking about it. That's another one that's got those hilarious quotes that I just randomly will like bring up in a daily conversation. Ace Ventura is another one you bring up a lot. I do love me some Ace Ventura. Um, so one of the things I was most shocked about was that he calls himself the pest. Because I assumed that that was just sort of a name that people had for him because he's just being you know, an obnoxious person. Mm. Um, this is before I watched it. But no, he calls himself the pest. It's short for whatever his real name is, which I'm not even going to attempt. Stario or something? Something like that, yeah. Uh, so two, the two men that are playing Germans, very, very bad accents, uh, but I think it's done on purpose. <laughs> One of them is Jeffrey Jones, very famous actor. Um, Probably remember him most from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was also in Beetlejuice. He's the father in Beetlejuice. Oh. Um, yeah. So sad thing about him. I, I shouldn't say sad. He kind of deserves it. In 2002, Jones was arrested on possession of child pornography and accused by a 17-year-old boy of solicitation to pose for nude photographs. He pleaded no contest to the charge of solicitating a minor as the accuser was 14 when the offense first occurred. Oh At the God. same time... At the same time, the misdemeanor charge of possession of child pornography was dropped. His attorney emphasized that there was no allegation of improper physical contact. His punishment was five years probation, counseling, and the requirement to register as a sex offender. In 2021, Jones was listed on the U.S. Department of Justice's National Sex Offender Database. Wow. Um, so I'm not here to say whether the allegations are true or false. I will say, though, that that could explain why you see uh, Mr. Jones drastically drop off the Hollywood's radar mm. kind of towards the end of the 1990s, early 2000s. The last real big movie you're going to see him in is Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp. And that was right around 2002, 2003. Really? So did you know any of that? No, none it's, of that. It's awful because I'll, I'll say this. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one of my favorite movies of all time. And once I heard that, cause I found that out about uh, five or six years ago. Once I heard that, it makes that movie hard to watch now. Yeah. Because every time he comes on screen, you're like, it's POS. Yeah, you're, POS. you're disgusted. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's a little bit of a mix-up with the past. He owes the Scottish Mafia some money. Mm -hmm. So this is, again, great. I love how he's he's playing on the tropes of like the mafia and Scottish people and Germans and so on. Uh, so there are scenes where, like I said, he's you know kind of being a little racist, but there's other scenes where he's clearly you know poking fun at everybody's stereotypes. Yeah. Do are you a member of the Scottish mafia? I used to be. No, not anymore. You're in the witness protection now. Yeah. 
Then he has to go to work. He takes a go-kart to work. This reminded me of the scene from uh, Little Giants. <laughs> Did you ever watch that movie? I don't know. Oh, it's a great movie. Um, he There's some tests. I don't even know. I wrote down tests in my notes. I don't remember what the tests were. Oh, oh, that's right. Because he goes to the German guy's house to get the money. And the German guy's like, we're going to put you through some tests. He goes mm-hmm. through all these bizarre tests to make sure he's fit so that to, mm-hmm. to be hunted. Um, and then eventually uh, they signed the contract saying that if he survives, I think it's 24 or 48 hours, he gets $50,000, which is what he needs to, to pay off the Scottish mafia. Mm-hmm. At, at this point, John Leguizamo's character is so obnoxious and rude and just irritating to everybody around him. I'm almost rooting for the Germans at this point. <gasps> Are you not? No. Really? I thought this was like part of the movie. I thought the whole point was like, you're not supposed to like him. No. You, He's so obnoxious. You love him. Oh, my God. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. You are a nurse. You have to take care of things. It's ridiculous. (laughs) He can't help himself. He's just stupid. He can't help it. He's he's stupid and he is highly wound up. He must have drank a lot of caffeine prior to the start of the movie. (laughs) So, So you're rooting for him. You're hoping he gets the money. Do you think he stands a chance at this point? Like, I mean, it's a comedy, right? You're not going to see somebody die. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, they're not going to shoot him dead. So, you know, it's just going to be a hilarious mess of him in the woods doing stupid shit the whole time. Which is exactly what happens. Um, So we're introduced to Jeffrey Jones's son, not his actual son, but the son of the movie, who is insanely creepy. And Mm -hmm. immediately reminded me of the the son from uh, Wedding Crashers, the weird one that does the painting. Oh my god! Right, I mean, he's like the, the son is. First off, has the, has the best German accent in the movie. He is yeah. depressed and slightly homosexual, mm, and yeah. he's just he he hates his father, but continues to listen to his father. What is your take on the son? Um, I don't, I would say he's maybe more than slightly homosexual. I'm pretty sure he wanted to get with the past. At a certain point in time, if I can remember correctly, it's probably been a couple of years, so you would know more than me, but I'm pretty sure he tried to get with him, didn't he? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm, I, it was at least hinted at. Are you now, does young Patty find John, a young John Leguizamo attractive? No, not no. at all. Does old Patty find John Leguizamo attractive? I'm, I'm 34, first of all. You're and old. no, no. Okay, because he's, he's not. So I feel like even if the son was gay, um, he shouldn't be hitting on no. John Leguizamo. Is that kind of like usually humor is an attractive feature in a man, but like that kind of humor is to the point where you're you're so fucking funny, you're just ugly because you you can't yeah. be attracted to that kind of stupid <laughs> funny. I don't know. So humor is a big thing for me. Like you gotta be funny, right? Humor is attractive, but there's a there's a point of no return where you yes. just you cross a line and then it's a cliff. Yes, you're, you're so funny, you're hideous. Yes, you got you got it. Are you you agree with me or you're just repeating me? I no, I agree with you. 
Uh, I, but that's that's insane. Um, so then there's a whole scene with a snake slithering up his pants. Um, the son and the father go out to hunt him. The son is carrying around an RPG, which makes no sense at all. Because why are you hunting with an RPG? But sure enough, the RPG goes off and it creates all sorts of commotion. They're, then like they stop hunting him and he comes back to the house there's like some timeline issues here but he winds up with the son again he convinces the son to turn against the father and help him escape so they go onto a ship um to try to sail off this island because this is after he's being hunted is on this island we then get a poop joke um and i wrote in my notes poop joke probably won't be the last one (laughs) that's immediately followed by an animal porn scene, which is immediately followed by a, a puke scene, which is immediately followed by seagull poop. This is all takes place on the boat with the sun. Um, it's just, it's a whole lot of just poop and dick and fart jokes. <laughs> is it too much? You think it's, it's, it's too much. It's, they're just, they're back to back scenes. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> space it out. I always like to air out my poop jokes a little bit. <laughs> what is, what's the joke or what's the scene in the movie that you remember the most? Um, when Ducky died, or uh, Quacky, Quacky the duck. That's sad. It was really emotional. Is that traumatizing like, for you? I can like hear him crying out to Quacky. Yeah, absolutely. It's traumatizing. What, <laughs> what other scenes? <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, let's see. The shower scene. First of all, I, the shower I think scene's I know, good. I know the whole song. I won't sing it because you said it was. Do really you sweet. wait? You know the whole song. I know. Well, maybe not. I know a good portion of it. Can you have to? You have to indulge us. Okay. Okay. Let's see. It's like somewhere in the middle. He's singing. He says, "I'm ridiculous, like a booger. I stick to this." And then he farts, and he's like, oh, "I'm stinky dinky. I'm what? Ah ah ah. Too stinky dinky." Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that is so much better when you do it. Um. So one of the things we neglected to talk about was he's he's got a girlfriend in this. Mm-hmm. He's promised to go to the girlfriend's house to meet the parents because he's been apparently missing the last couple of times this has been scheduled. So during this hunt where he's being hunted by the two Germans, escapes with the son, ditches the son, and then has to go to the girlfriend's parents' house to meet for dinner. Uh, they do that, but little did he know the Germans put a tracking device on him. So there's a whole scene where like his crotch catches on fire in front of the parents. Um, that's just insane. Uh, he's on fire. I wrote tracking device uh, sets crotch on fire. Go figure. Worst hunters ever because they even with the tracking device, they still can't catch him. It's been like 20 <laughs> hours. Then, then he manages to, to go to a party he shows up at a party with his two friends and that's when they, they attach to the movie and it's the three of them from this point on. Now at this point, I think there's a distinct shift in the comedy of the film when it's just him for about the first hour of this, it's all dick and fart jokes. When you add his two buddies, it becomes a little more um, mouse and cat type jokes. Now they have to try to evade the the Germans and it's a little cleaner from this point on. Did you notice a shift or no? No. Really? Go back and watch it again. There's a distinct shift when he when he links up with his buddies. So there's a whole scene where they go into a uh, synagogue for absolutely no reason. Do you remember this scene? <laughs> no. Nothing happens there. And then <laughs> that's 
my last note after the synagogue is what is happening question mark exclamation point because at that at this point the whole movie goes off the rails uh he manages to evade gets the money there's there's multiple other dick and fart jokes uh it's, it's is this a movie that you have, have your kids seen this I actually have encouraged them to watch it on countless times, but there's that problem where it's Amazon Prime. You got to like rent it and they won't sit down and watch it with me because they just doubt. They doubt that it's worthy of watching. Um, do you think they're, it's going, like, they're going to? Is, do you think it's like a like a generational thing? Like they just don't think that their mom can have good movies? It, well, absolutely. And while part of me questions if they really would find it that funny, as funny as me. Like, how could they not, first of all? <laughs> But I'm like, I'm kind of afraid they're, they're going to be like, you've talked about this movie our whole lives. You build it up too much. Shit I've yeah. ever seen. What's your what's your second favorite comedy? Major Pain. Oh, that, uh, we already said that. What about your third favorite? Bridesmaids. Okay. So you're really into the poop jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I like inappropriate humor, I guess. That's, that's shocking. I never knew. Have you, you seen Bridesmaids? I have not actually. Oh. I have not. I have seen like the a lot of the scenes because obviously it was a huge movie, so mm-hmm. a lot of the scenes were out um, during the time it was in theaters. So I feel like I've seen it, but I have not sat down and watched it. No, that was I almost said that one to you. Ooh, right that would have been a good one. I almost did. So um, let's get into some segments that I like to call uh, fun and exciting. Um, no, the first one we're going to do is called the three questions. So three questions to help us answer our podcast purposes. Podcast purposes to determine if it's a good movie. So we're gonna have three questions to ask you. This will help us determine if it's a good movie, okay? Oh god. These are these are questions that have been mastered. The language is is expertise. This is uh-huh. these are developed in labs. Did Scientific. You, you came up with the questions? Yeah, quickly right oh. before you started talking. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> question number one. Does the progress and rhythm of the movie fit? Yeah, it's ridiculously stupid the entire time. Steady. Just okay. I like that. I like that answer. I was gonna say no because he's a little sporadic, and there's definitely scenes like I mentioned the synagogue one that don't really make sense. I feel like none of it fucking makes sense. No, but that you're right. You're right. It makes sense in the sense that it, none of it makes sense. Right. Okay. I I, I appreciate it. it's like so far insane. It's sane again. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Question number two, what, if any, part of the film speaks to you and why? Speaks to me? Yeah. Specifically, which poop joke speaks to you? Which poop joke? Um, I do like when he has like massive diarrhea in the woods. I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> like a four-year-old little boy. It's so, like you just like you laugh and you snort when you're watching it because it's just so funny. Um, I don't feel like it spoke to me, but I definitely heard it. <laughs> this is this is great. You you genuinely love this movie. You, I, I mean, no matter what you say to me about your ratings and this bullshit you've researched, it's none of it matters. No, but that's what I like about this is because I feel like the comedy in this movie brings you back to a point in your childhood where dick and fart jokes <laughs> were like all the rage. Do you remember going to like the little uh, book fairs they had in school and they yeah. give you that like hundred jokes? And it was all like dick and fart jokes. It was great. I mean, I feel like maybe not dick, but definitely fart. Yeah, probably not dick jokes at that point. Mm-hmm. And dick jokes came later. 
Yeah. Uh, question number three. What is the most important sequence in the movie? The most important sequence? Yes. <laughs> Give me another question. No, this is this is an easy one. Most important sequence is when the Germans little little henchman gets the wrong guy. That's oh yeah, that was the whole film. I almost forgot about that. They're supposed to have this massive bodybuilder guy. Yeah, yeah, they're they're at a party and the German picks out this this bodybuilder guy mm-hmm. and points to him and says, That's the guy I want yep. to hunt and kill. And the henchman thinks he's pointing to John Leguizamo. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Most important sequence. Okay. So then here it is. On a scale of one to ten, one being horrible and ten being a masterpiece, what rating do you give this movie? I mean, I feel like if you would have asked me this as the very first question before you said anything else, like it would have been 10. Um, but now that I know the facts behind it and the child rapist that was in it, I'm going to have to maybe go to like eight and a half. Well, don't don't let him and his bad decisions change your love for the movie. You can still like the movie. Oh, I still love it. I still um, love it. I, 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 by no means was I trying to destroy anything that you hold cherished to your heart. Um <laughs> So let's let's this is this is my favorite segment and I hope I hope you're prepared for it. This is uh, called Guess That Tomato. I'm not prepared. How would I prepare for this? Okay, are you familiar with Rotten Tomatoes? K- kind of. Rotten Tomatoes is a website that houses the ratings for all movies. They have two rating scores. They have a critic score and they have an audience score. Uh, audience being obviously the people that go to the theaters and then critics being the people that keep people home from the theaters. I hate critics. Um, so what I do during our guest at tomato segment is I challenge our guests to correctly identify the audience rating for the movie that you chose the past 1997 John Leguizamo. So it's a rating of zero to a hundred, much like a math score. Um, you're going to guess then I'm going to give you some hints and I'm going to allow you to change your guess if you want. And we'll see how close you get. Okay. So, Patty, zero to 100, what do you think the audience rated the pest? 19. 19. So, you, you think that out of 100, 19. So, you don't think anybody likes this movie? No, obviously, people like the movie. But okay. the ratings say otherwise. Here, here are your hints. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the critic score. Okay. The critic score was 8%, which is the lowest critic score I've ever seen while doing this. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to give you three movies that are within 2% of this movie. Okay. These are similar rated movies to the past. Okay. We're going to go the good, the bad, and the ugly. Number one, the good. 2020's Extraction starring Chris Hemsworth. The good part perfect combination of explosions and storyline high on the explosions but not below the line on the storyline movie number two the bad 1990s the godfather part three starring al pacino the bad part the money grab that was the entire movie poor francis ford coppola okay and lastly the ugly 2019's joker starring joaquin phoenix the ugly part the trope depiction of people with mental illness 2019 the, Joker. Yes, these are all movies that are similarly audience rated to the past. That would be Extraction, Godfather Three, and Joker. So with that, with those hints, Patty, do you want to change your guess? Zero to a hundred. You guess a nineteen. 
I don't believe you that people didn't like the Joker. Like I thought that movie was like raved about. I mean, it could have, it could have been. I don't know. Okay. Um, I feel like you're telling me to go higher. Like Wheel of Fortune. Like this is ser- so serious right now, and I don't even get a fucking prize. Um, How do you know you don't get a prize? I didn't tell you you didn't get a prize. You, you sure as hell didn't. Uh, uh, what did I say before? 19? Nineteen. You said nineteen out of a hundred. Okay. 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 Thirty-one. Thirty-one. The yeah. correct answer is sixty-eight. No, really. Sixty-eight out of a hundred. That's respectable. Yeah. Which is surprising because this movie's awful. No. Uh a zero, zero, one to ten, I'm giving this movie a two. No. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not my style of humor. Listen, to each their own. I hope I hope you enjoy watching it. I hope it takes you back to a, a fun filled place when you were a, a small child and and poop was all the rage. Poop um, jokes are always funny. I don't care how old you are. <laughs> uh listen, it's not my cup of tea. But here's what I will say. Um I, I do appreciate you talking about this movie with me and indulging me in my podcast fun. Uh, it is a firm belief of the owners of Don't Forget a Towel that everybody geeks out on something. While it may not be comic books and movies, maybe it's poop jokes and shower scenes. Uh, so I have to ask you, what is it you're geeking out on right now? <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? It was good, right? What am I geeking out on? This is a terrible question. No, what are you what are you geeking out on? What are you filling your spare time with? What do you enjoy Vodka. doing? Vodka. I mean, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Vodka. You got two small kids. I get it, man. Sex and um, vodka. That's what I spend my spare time doing. I, I doubt one of those very much so. You probably shouldn't. They go hand in hand. You shouldn't. You, you get drunk and then you know what? Yeah, I'm not I don't I'm not going to with with your blinds in the background. I doubt that the anybody's finding you attractive. Um, Who doesn't <laughs> like Mario Kart and get turned on by that? Uh, Patty, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to have you on again. Anything you want to say before we sign off? I feel like you're just saying that to be nice and you're never going to ask me to come back. We're just going to we're going to we're going to cooperate on movie choices next time. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to ask the goddamn questions next time. I <laughs> can't wait. <laughs>